Hey, y'all. Welcome back to She Knows Best, season two. We're back from the dead. Um, how are y'all doing? It's been a while. It's been how many months? Like, I don't know, winter? Like, I felt like we went through a whole entire winter without talking to each other. We went through, like, our mini spring, our Toronto mm. spring, and then went yeah. back to winter. And today it's, like, kind of spring vibes, you know? Yeah. But, sure. you know, it's... Sharon. And it's Sharon. I'm God. Um, you know, <laughs> had to fix up some shit, had to do some school, you know, the stress is finally out, we're here, we're about to free the nipples and shit, you know? Free In the, the cold weather? Oh, it's not yeah. that cold, it's getting warmer. Yeah, no bra summer, so. I wish I could say the same, but that doesn't work for me. It could work for you. Just um, don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's not even about the not giving a fuck, it's about if when I run, my boobs hurt. Okay, so it needs that support to mm-hmm. lift. And not we're not lift. running though. We're walking through hot girl summer. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I'm not chasing anyone, but you know. <laughs> yeah, honestly, guys, it's Audrey. You already know. It's Shay. And it's me, Sharon, the one and only Vanessa, baby. Yeah. Um. <laughs> don't do that again no yeah don't don't it's it's almost worse than pop smoke Ah! my pop smoke was iconic okay do it again it honestly wasn't do it again for the listeners the the pod the pop smoke one yeah yeah fuck how did i even do it (laughs) i might just hit it real hard just on my element i like dog skins love my element like i don't No. I'm so bad at accents. Like, you forgot to do the roar. <laughs> I did, and then like there was like a little corona at the back of my throat, and I couldn't go like as hardcore. Stop. Like, no, let's like, not like, joke about corona. Ah. Ah. Corona oh, needs God, to ditch. I can't believe Americans are actually living their best fucking life right now. It doesn't exist over there for some reason. It needs to stop existing over here. The way we laughed at them, but now look at us. Yeah, look at us, bro. For real, for real. No paid sick leave. Anyways, what's the first thing you guys are gonna do once we get out of this Ontario dungeon? Oh, I'm I want to go to a club legally. Oh, mm-hmm. I feel Good that. Vibe. Good, Good vibes. vibes. Um, I want to leave this country, so I ain't staying. Eyes going on an island, far, far away. That's my vibe. I want to go to dinner downtown with all my girls, okay? Period. Maybe like 10 tables, okay? And I want to look hot as fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do full beat. It's going to take me the whole day. Oh. All right? I'm putting on my best outfit, best hair. I'm even going to add hairspray to make sure, you know, it's sitting right. Exactly. Right? Heels. Period. Bag. Oh, period. And bellinis. Bags. A bellini. A peach bellini? You guys never had one? No. Is that an alcoholic beverage? Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought this was an accessory. (laughs) I was like, did I miss something in fashion? (laughs) I'm dead. Yeah, I don't drink like that, but I will gladly smoke one. 
Yeah, I don't drink. I don't really smoke. You know. Do you guys know hibachi? Who? Yes. Yeah, hibachi. There's one in like uh, yeah. mine, one in. Bro, you know you can smoke in there. Really? Yeah, Marijuana? I always see people smoking. Yeah, in hibachi. Oh, I don't know. Sick. I think it's a little. I've never seen that. That's a good thing, though. But like, why are we smoking at dinner? You know. I mean, it's a French vibe. No, it's not. It's it's not a French vibe. I know it's not. I was just joking. <laughs> if you've seen it, every time I see it, I'm like, bro, this is a ghetto. When I went to Italy, like, literally everybody was smoking everywhere. Like, if you'd sit down, everybody yeah. was smoking. It was like, you couldn't, like, ugh, you didn't want to eat, breathe. you know? It was always up your nose, and it's like, fuck, how do people eat, like, while smoking a cigarette? You when really I had to get used it, to it. It's just like, oh, like, you know how people will post their blunt, they'll post their food, like... It's not that vibe, okay? It's not that no. vibe. But I always see people smoking at hibachi, and, like, I feel like I see everyone at hibachi all the time mm-hmm. to the point where I never want to go again. You went? Yeah, I've been a couple times. You guys never been? No. Hibachi is when they cook the food in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I went. Okay. And there's a place literally called Hibachi. Yeah. Oh, are you talking about, like, when, like, the food is, like, literally on the stove, and they're, like, doing that fancy thing? They're, like throwing it yeah it. no never been yeah <laughs> before we get into all the hot girl summer antics mm-hmm. i feel like we should talk about why the fuck we were mia okay yeah okay should we start off with you no nah, we should start off with you me mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. um so i've been mia because you know I, i'm a busy bee busy person um mentally was not there still not mentally there because you know covid um but you know was going through stress with school and i just that thought that it would be a perfect time to take a break um also i became president vice president congratulations thank you period 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 um that's been taking up a lot of time uh still taking up my damn time which is good like you know i love my job love it but yeah, that's really it. I just needed a mental break and get my life together. I am going to be jobless soon, so that's really unfortunate. Um, so I'm still looking for a part-time job that can pay me money. And also, I'm moving out again. So August, we're moving out, period. I'm tired of this house. Don't tell my parents, but, you know, I really am tired, and I'm going to go back to school, even if school is not in person, my ass is going back. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Are you moving in, in with person, your boyfriend? Huh? Are you moving in with your boyfriend? No. Oh, uh-huh. well, moving in with my boyfriend. Oh, well. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm not moving in with my boyfriend. No, that's crazy. Too much, too much. Sorry. Congrats. Are you moving in with your boyfriend? No, not not yet. So oh, okay. I am almost twenty years old. I have time to stay at my parents' house, though. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I'm not moving out till twenty thirty. So, oh, okay. Let's talk about me. So, um, why I was on the break. So you know, school is stressful. We gotta get exams and up. I launched my. Sure, this voice though. Yeah, change it. Sorry. Change it, sis. <laughs> Hop right out. Of That's it. Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn came out to play. Um. Okay. 
So I did my website and shit. Um, I launched it. You can get it at SharonsPoems.com. You can buy my book there. You can watch my short film. I finished editing my short film. That was crazy. I hate Toronto uh, videographers and editors. And literally every single Toronto business just sucks and loafs and just like, ugh. hate them all. But it's okay. We got it done. We got it done. And yeah, that's about it. Wow. We love it. I'm so proud of your film Aww, thank and your you. book. We love it. You guys should really I check know. it out. Yeah, it's so good. How long did it take you to write all your poems? I could, I could sit down and write them in like an hour or two hours. Like if I really think about it, like I could sit down and I could finish it. But like the whole planning it and like going back and changing some things, like that took some time. But honestly, it wouldn't take me long. Maybe like... Because the way I wrote my book, I had a bunch of my poems that I wrote throughout the time, like, in my notes. And then I put them on, like, a Word doc. And I kind of went in and kind of fixed all them up. Mm-hmm. That didn't take me long, you know? And then I just put them in my book with the pictures and stuff. So you've it doesn't take write- me long. You've been writing for a while, though, too. Yeah, I've been writing since I was a kid. So, like, I remember when I was a kid, um, I used to write, like, third-party stories about what happened. Like, let's just say... Um, Little Riding Hood, I would say it from, like, the point of view of, like, the big bad wolf. And, like, mm-hmm. his story and how Little Red Riding Hood, like, fucked him up. Mm. And, like, or, you know, like, kind of, like, things. Like, I remember being a little kid and I would write things like that. And my mom yeah. was just so, like, where, like, how do you come up with this? <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, who's this child? Yeah, like, why are you trying to um, <laughs> give a story to the villain and stuff? I'm like, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I, I watched your short film. I loved it. I made my sister watch it too, and she loved it. Oh, and as long as you yeah. got the message, honestly, that's really why I wanted to do that. The mm-hmm. acting skills were pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Thank you. I literally would have thought you guys were a couple. Yeah, that's yeah. what my mom said. She said the chemistry was good. Like, that was the first time meeting, too. Dang. Yeah. He's good. Where did you find good. him, honey? Um, on Instagram. No, he's cute. No, he's is really he an cute. NBA player? No, he's not. He's just an okay. actor model, and he also um. <laughs> I peeped that. I peeped that. <laughs> and um, he's an artist too. Okay. Wow. Shout out to Clark Farcina. Thank you for showing up, Audrey. What do you think? That's great. I loved that. <clears throat> I guess we'll move on to me my various accounts of mental emotional breakdowns that Mm -hmm. I've endured in the past two months but I guess yeah this break was kind of kind of initiated by me I was like I feel like I need a break I was doing too much Mm -hmm. and I feel like you know when you get in that stump of like I don't know what I want to do in life I feel like I'm not doing anything you feel like you're just not keeping up and you're not where you should be I just end up doing too much and doing everything yeah you know and even now like that I'm off school it's like I know I needed this break so desperately but I've been doing nothing for almost a week now and it's just getting to me to the point where I'm gonna do everything again yeah (laughs) it feels like you're missing out on something it feels like you're trying to catch up on something like you're not doing enough I know exactly it's like the anxiety of not doing anything And it's like, obviously, we're in lockdown right now. So there's nothing we can do. I can't work. There's certain things that like, just aren't gonna happen right now. And like, I just need to chill and recognize like, it's probably just not the time for that, because it's not even possible 
yeah to, like even go to work or like find or like find opportunities um in your field and so yeah sorry but yeah stressing about like work and shit has been one stress but um yeah I feel like I'm not doing enough so hence why I signed up for summer school but anyways um yeah bare shit just went on honestly like 2021 has been pretty bad for me Mm -hmm. and um March it just definitely like caught up to me mentally emotionally physically um so I just really needed a break I did finish my third semester of school and you know I have honors so I'm very proud of myself beautiful we love that guys and I don't think people realize how big of an accomplishment that is not only to be accepted by university but actually to go and maintain your grade like I don't think people get how hard post-secondary is so I just want to like tell you like congratulations take time to reflect on your accomplishments as well look back and be like wow like look at how much I did especially Mm -hmm. in a time during the pandemic Mm -hmm. yeah thank you yeah like honestly I was telling Sharon this like and Rashadia this earlier like going to therapy honestly has helped me so much and like I know it's a privilege to be able to have that support um and that option to go to therapy but um I feel like I just would like recommend people trying it and um going off of that yeah like I have this issue with like wanting to control everything so my grades is definitely something I can control and um I ended up succeeding and and doing well obviously I'm always going to be that person who's like you know I could have done better like you know this isn't good enough but um I definitely do want to celebrate my accomplishment with that but now I'm like fuck I have to think about grad school I have to think about graduating next year yeah like that's another stress where I feel like I'm not progressing as much in Mm -hmm. that area of my life either but I also know right now I need to just sit back and chill. And um, yeah. Um, going back to what you said about grad school, honestly, talking to my academic dean's counselor and also talking to people that have graduated, like mo- a lot of my friends, like close friends, have already finished school. And we've recognized, well, I've recognized that there should be no rush to finish in school I know people want to finish school and graduate on time but at the end of the day like your mental health matters the most and when you're finished school it's not like you're going to automatically get a job right away because that's actually quite it's not impossible but it's really hard to actually graduate and then think that you're going to get a job just like that Mm -hmm. so it only makes sense for people and I know a lot of people as for myself thinks about grad school too like what am I going to do But I have to really remind myself that I come first. You know, if you have to take a um, reduced course load, then do that for your mental health. And I've talked to so many people where they're like, you know, I took that step and took a reduced course load and they still ended up with a a job in their field. In fact, they probably that reduced course load probably helped them think more like, okay, what do I actually want to do instead of rushing? Because people tend to rush right after grad and they're like okay I'm just gonna apply to this grad school and hope that I get in and and they get in and then they go and they're like okay I don't even like this why did I even do this like Mm -hmm. honestly my my best advice going into fourth year is for anyone that's listening that's in post-secondary or in high school whatever 
um don't rush don't even think that oh i have to graduate with my class like no one gives a shit to be honest you graduate when you graduate like there's still people in school that are 30 40 60 70 like uh, we had one a guy that was old like 90 something in in post-secondary because he wanted to take courses and he was in like third year fourth year like honestly school does not have an age to it it's just at the end of the day what you can finish and what you can do with that because jobs they're not running they're mm-hmm. actually quite still they they're not going anywhere um and it's quite hard to find a job right after to be honest so just take that time to figure it out yeah Mm -hmm. I definitely agree like now looking back and I guess this could be advice to anyone who's like figuring out their post-secondary journey but um looking back I really wish I had the opportunity to take time um I think being an oldest daughter um or the oldest child my parents have in general it created a lot of pressure for me to follow what they wanted me to do and not necessarily what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I wish like I was able to take more time and actually think about what I liked um, and my interests and passions rather than, you know, um, I guess the logical choice. So taking, I'm, I'm a business major to begin, which is pretty practical. Um, Like you said, you're not going to get a job right out. And that's not everyone's story. Um, It's not that easy. Just because I took this like route of being a a route of being a business major doesn't necessarily mean like, um, you know, I'm going to have jobs lined up. There's always going to be jobs in my field. Like, you know, that I guess like that stereotypical approach to taking um, a major that's more quote unquote practical where like I'm really interested in social sciences and people look at social sciences and tell you you're not going to get a job um like what are you going to do with that Uh Um, and okay sure maybe that's true but I feel like I should have looked at my passion more than what seems more logical in -hmm. the point of view of other people including my parents if that makes sense um and I feel like people who like go into sciences or like they're an older child they're like um the eldest child of immigrants they have a lot of pressure to go into certain fields or jobs um that you know are I guess like applauded and looked up to so like doctors lawyers things like that and for me like being a business major that was my case for my family and I feel like I really wish I just listened to one of my teachers in high school who told me like I shouldn't have went into business or I was this walker that route no it wasn't it was um show patterson Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I wish I honestly took time to think about my own interests. And this is coming from someone who, like, always thinks logically and doesn't follow their heart and their feelings. I never lead with my emotions. Yeah. So I really do feel like I lead, I should have led with my emotions a bit more when it came to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely weigh your pros and cons. Like, that's I'm not saying just do whatever the fuck you want and don't give it any real thought, but I just, yeah. I led with my emotions a bit more. And I feel like that's something I'm trying to like lean into nowadays. Um, and yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't graduate quote unquote on time within those four years or whatever no. it is. And I think taking a lighter course load 
is a great idea. I honestly wish I did that. Um, yeah, I feel like I've just been trying to keep up with the speed of things. I didn't take a year off. I didn't give my degree much thought um, and how I would feel fulfilled at the end of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was just kind of going with the flow and what I was, quote unquote, supposed to do. Um, but, yeah, honestly, taking a lighter course load is a great option. Like, who gives a fuck if you graduate later? It doesn't matter. Um, for me, taking five courses every semester and going with the speed of things. Like, what am I learning? Like, it's I feel a lot. Like, what am I learning? I'm paying five thousand dollars a semester yeah and I'm flying through these classes trying to retain as much information as I need to -hmm. succeed in exams and papers I'm not truly learning for me Uh do you know what I mean and like so that's why if you're in something you're passionate about take it slow and take take what you feel like you're actually going to learn from because I genuinely feel now going into my fourth year what have I really learned and put an immense amount of effort into to actually grasp all the knowledge that's being thrown at me right Mm -hmm. it's like we study for the exam what we need to know yeah but we're paying a thousand dollars or whatever it is to take Mm -hmm. this class and like what are we what are we getting out of this yeah the grade we get on our exam isn't going to matter it's like the knowledge that you come out of university or that class with and I feel like I'm not grasping all of that because of how fast things are going yeah I can definitely relate to that because I don't know if you guys know but like I'm the only one in my family who graduated from high school I'm the only one who um went to university like you know and it is Mm -hmm. definitely like a lot of pressure like I am the first generation like Canadian I was the only one that was born here so it Mm -hmm. is definitely a lot of pressure you know especially because it's not even like just Michael's family. It's definitely it's my extended family too. Like, um, you know, and it's kind of like all this pressure around me. And like half of the time, I really don't even know what I want to do. You know, mm-hmm. and it it is a lot of pressure, especially because like my field is in social sciences. Um, like I'm in law society. I'm in an honors program. And like half of the time, like I realize like I don't want to go to law school. Like that is not what I want to do. Um, I definitely want to lean more towards the political side of law. I definitely, mm-hmm. like, my ultimate goal is, like, to have my home, own seat in the House of Commons so I can actually do something. For, I um, saw that on your website, and I yeah. was, like, honestly, like, sorry to cut you off, but mm-hmm. when you say things like that, and, like, the fact that you worked so hard and created your short film, like, mm-hmm. I just feel so inspired. Like, honestly, reading your website, I was, like, this is my friend, and, like, I just felt, like, okay, like, I need to shut the fuck up and start doing shit. Like, yeah. I need to stop doubting myself because I'm seeing you, like, come into who you are and what you're passionate about mm-hmm. and honestly standing your ground in what you're passionate about and expressing your dreams, and, like, that's inspiring to me because even before – in a couple episodes, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to study for my LSAT, whatever. And it's like, I was on the fence about that. And it's like, I continuously doubt myself in my own abilities, regardless of the grades I get, regardless of, you know, how I look on paper. And you doing that and you saying that is just like, it makes me excited. Oh, yeah. yeah. Honestly, as soon as you doubt yourself, you lost. Like, you really have to move. Like, you are the greatest person on the planet. And, like, as egoistic and, like, as that sounds, it really does work. Because if you fake it until you make it, I promise you, you will make it for sure. And I don't want, like, there to be, like, an extreme wake-up call for you to realize that when you're, like, what, 25, 30? When it's, like, 
or even like 45, 50, like when already half of your life is done, you realize that you spent your whole life people pleasing, you know? Yep. 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 And I'm so happy and so grateful that I was able to have that wake up call when I was 14. It was traumatic, but it definitely made me realize that this is my world and everybody else is just living in it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, main character energy. (laughs) Honestly, like even the people pleasing thing like this year, I have definitely realized I'm definitely a people pleaser. I don't know. No one really notices because I have a strong personality and no one really notices um, my anxiety and depression because one, it's like, quote unquote, high functioning. So you would never know that I'm going through this shit. But like, it is there. And I doubt myself every single day. I'm not even joking. Like 24-7, I will doubt myself. I need someone to remind me, no, you can do it. No, you can do it. And then looking back, looking back on, on the accomplishments, I might not see it as an accomplishment. I'm just doing what I do. But someone else seeing it as an accomplishment actually makes me recognize that accomplishment. I don't know if you if you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying because I'm just like oh I'm just doing me like you it's know, called just... bias confirmation. It's a legal tactic that police use like when they're doing um like lineups like let's just say a witness is like oh like I think that's the person but they're not on the fence in it and then the police goes like does a little nod or something then they get more confident in their own own answer because they got approval you know yeah bias confirmation for sure. That's that's how I feel sometimes like with anything that I do and honestly because of my friends my relationship um people like you you know tell me that I can do it and you know reassure me and that's when I gain more confidence like if no one in the world told me yeah you're doing it right you're doing it right it sounds really bad but like that's literally how I am like if no one's telling me that I'm doing a good job I'm just gonna assume that I'm just doing like a horrible job like I'm not doing great it's it's I don't know it sounds kind of weird but I'm pretty sure people can can relate to that I feel the exact same way they need that reassurance and I need that all the time even like my personal relationship like if my partner's not telling me that I'm not doing great like I need that because then I'm just going to be like what the hell like maybe I'm not doing anything what am I doing you know exactly I think it's a child thing like I think that's something that we got in our childhood because as kids like if we did something good we were praised for it but if we didn't do if we didn't do something good it was either the silent treatment or we would get yelled at so we always like assume that you know yeah some psychological shit eh for sure crazy and like i feel like everything that has gone on for me like i am just so thankful for my friends i'm thankful for you guys um Mm. yeah just a lot of my friends and i've honestly felt so like so supported and um Mm -hmm. like there's kind of like this thing it's like you know like you feel lonely but you're not alone yeah and I can definitely resonate with that um and like I know I'm not alone in like what I'm going through and and I know people in my life care about me and my friends have really shown me that and like my therapist even said like sometimes you have to allow people to support you like I feel like I'm always trying to be that support to other people and I'm trying to be other people's rocks Mm -hmm. um and sometimes, like, you need that and you need to allow that. And I feel like a lot of the time people are always like, I don't need nobody. Like, I did this by myself. I don't need people. Nah, like, it's actually okay to need people. Like, yeah. People in your life who you're friends with, who you've shown up for them when they needed you, 
Or maybe you haven't, but people who care about you in your life, when they show up for you in ways that in times when you feel lonely and, you know, you feel like you need a friend or you need that encouragement, I think it's okay to accept that. And I think it's okay to feel like you actually need someone, like you need people. And I'm just like tired of these narratives of like, oh, you know, like, I don't need nobody. Like, you know how people just go on Twitter and be tweeting all this foolishness. But like, nah, you actually do. You actually do need people sometimes. Like, we're human. We deserve support. So... And not even, like, like, we deserve it. Like, we literally need it to survive. Like, yeah. human companionship, like, that's, like, a thing we need to survive or else we'll go crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, like, really just accepting and allowing people to support me and, um, you know, absorb all the love and good energy from my friends and family. So, yeah, I really appreciated that. I got off birth control. It's been oh. a month and a half. We talk about it here and there. So I'm, like, I'll just, like, tell my story. So, yeah, I got off birth control. I was on it for, like, three or four years. Mm-hmm. And I switched between three. So far, I feel like my mood has improved a lot. Like, being on birth control, I noticed, like, around the time you're going to get your period, like, I'd be really, like, I feel emotionally unstable. Like, my emotions would flip-flop. I'd have a lot Me. of things. Yeah, and ever since, like, I got off, I've noticed my mood has been more stable And I can recognize my emotions more. Like, if I'm feeling sad, I know why I'm feeling sad. It's not, like, so sporadic or, like, for, like, quote-unquote no reason, you know? Yeah. So that's, like, one good thing. And then also, I was someone who, like, struggled with acne in, like, high school. And I basically kind of went on birth control because of that. So I wanted to, like, get a hold on my acne. And whatever. I grew up. I'm out of puberty now. But I got off. My skin has been good like knock on wood but my skin has been good like it's stable I haven't been dealing with like the acne that I used to experience um did you have cystic acne I did for a bit in high school and then I even went on acne medication to deal with the other birth control that didn't make sense but I was on birth control originally for my acne for like a couple years it was like Alessia or something like that mm-hmm. and then I went on Diane 35 which is like specifically... oh I need to take my pill oh <laughs> you just remember yeah yeah I was on Diane 35 which is like for acne and um it cleared up basically all the acne the other birth control was causing if that oh, makes wow. sense Because I realize now, it hasn't been like three months, it hasn't been a super long time, but I don't have the breakouts I used to have on birth control. Wait, can I ask a question? So is birth control like an acne product or like how does like acne go into birth control? Like, I guess it's like the hormones that are in it. Like, I don't know the details, but Diane 35 I don't really know it balances statistics. Though. I don't really know Diane 35 statistics on like birth control, like preventing birth. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think it's mainly used as an acne pill. Okay. So basically it's just the difference of hormones that are in it that could help you manage your hormonal acne, I think. But obviously everyone takes has a different experience to it, you know. Yeah. So some people go on and they get acne, like I feel like that's what ended up happening to me. Like, it healed me, and then I ended up getting it from it because I was on it for so long. I don't know. Yeah. 
I'm on Diane 35 right now. Oh my gosh, you are? Yeah, yeah. But mine's not for acne. Mine's for um, regulating my period. Because, um, you know, y'all know already. Um, yeah. So to me, like, I honestly don't like birth control pills. And I've only been on it for, I think this is my my second. You're on a strong dose. Because in all the health issues that I had, like when I told people I was on Diane 35, um, they were like, oh my gosh, like that's a really strong dose. And it's usually used to treat acne. I, I don't know the details of that. Um, and then I switched to something really low called Lolo. So I think the switch um, caused some physical illnesses with me. Um, but yeah, like that's a high dose. And I didn't know that. Like I was in it. It's a high dose? Yeah. That's what that's what I heard coming from the doctors and nurse practitioners I've been talking to because I, I was sick, right? So yeah. they were some people were pretty shocked that I was on it. So I don't Damn. know details. And I don't know how long like you're supposed to be on it for. Like obviously I'm not a doctor, I'm not a healthcare professional, but yeah, yeah it's just like my experience and what I've been yeah. about it. Honestly, I don't I don't like birth control pills and I'm going to be honest. Like I, I need to come off it because it's emotionally making me a hot mess where I would be like crying for no reason, like especially close to my period. That's where I'm the most unstable emotional freak. Like say anything to me and I'll cry. Like not even just cry, just feel so shitty and just feel out of it. And I've never really, obviously, you know, I deal with depression. So depression comes up whenever it wants to come. But I feel like I've do, done some reading. I'm not a doctor or anything. But I know birth control enhances um, or um, increases okay. uh, depression and anxiety. So I feel like, especially when it's, like, close to finishing off my pills, that's where I'm, like, the most depressed or, like, the most just unstable emotional wreck and I don't like it like it's the it's the most annoying feeling ever and to know now that it's it's a high dosage like I just hate the fact that the only solutions that doctors give women is birth control pills like that's the first thing that they'll put you on without even doing any test on you like I didn't even do anything Mm -hmm. all I had to do was my to see if I have PCOS and they're like okay yeah you have PCOS here's some birth control pills have a great day then I go to my doctor's for like a checkup. She's like, okay, how's everything? I was like, I don't know, like it's it's fine, I guess. And then they're like, okay, we'll see you in another four months or so. That's it. Okay, so you're not gonna like give me any any other option? She's like, well, the other option is to change your whole entire diet and to change everything to even come off the pill. That's the only way for me to come off the pill and for me to regulate my period. Yeah, I feel like honestly, people if you're listening to this and you're on birth control, do your research, listen to your body, mm-hmm. um, do what's best for you. Cause birth control has its perks. Like it has its perks, but now that I'm off, I've kind of realized like the changes and like now that my body is like stabilizing into, you know, it's normal, natural form and rhythms. Um, I'm just like, wow, I think that shit was fucking with me. It does. I don't know if I'll ever go back on, to be honest. It fucks with you bad. Um, but yeah, like it, it seems really great at first, but mm-hmm. now that I'm off it and years have gone by, um, yeah, I feel like I have a different opinion to it. But yeah. Which is so weird because mine says it's for 
it's for acne and stuff, but it's no, it mentions nothing about bringing my period back. So I'm just kind of, why did you put me on this these pills? And they're the strongest pills too. Like, what are what are these doctors doing with us? Like, I just really want to know. To the point, like my aunt was like, I think you should go check her thyroids because doctors may like family doctors, main doctors. If you don't go to a specialist that actually looks at like you know more mm-hmm. into detail and a natural. Um, path specialist not like a regular doctor because they just like to put you on pills so I need to do that because there mm-hmm. might be something with my thyroid but doctors apparently like to say this is not a fact or anything but this is from people experiences that they like to be like oh yeah your thyroid's fine but the numbers to a natural path is like no this is not fine they were just saying that because they tell everyone that but really, like, you need to do this and that. So Yeah, it sounds like there's just a lot of... People have a lot of doubt when it comes to doctors. And um, I think, like, also being a Black woman, there's a mm-hmm. lot of distrust distrust when it comes to doctors and, and um, our health. Um, yeah, honestly, it's been a journey. It's kind of crazy because I've never been asked about my mental health from my doctor. And... I feel like you know sometimes your mental health has an effect on your physical health it does never been a question no one asked me if I mean they ask if you're having symptoms you know but it's always physical symptoms when it comes to birth control like I had an intolerance to Diane 35 so I had to get off it yeah um but yeah that that's been me mostly that's what I've been doing like for me, for the past, for the first time, because I know it takes a while to get used to birth control pills, and I'm pretty still, I'm pretty much new to it because I started in, in December. Now my period, it still doesn't come on time with the the Diane thirty five, like it'll come for like two days and that's it. Hmm. Uh, but like at the beginning, like when it was introduced to it, my body was like, "What the hell is this?" And I was like rushing with blood to the point it wouldn't even stop when I took my period. I mean, took my pills, and then it it stopped eventually. But now it's like, okay, you're off the pills, bitch. You, your period's not coming. It will take like five days, and then there's two days left before I have to start taking my pills, and then that's when it comes. Sometimes it's like that, though. Like for me, it was mm-hmm. like that for some of my pills. Like so, one month, I mi- like when I switched over, I missed one whole month. It takes a while to regulate, and I was on Diane thirty five for um, I think like. F- four or five months yeah um and then I just kept noticing that I had an intolerance because I was having like spotting and and heavy periods and yeah so I had to get off but yeah hopefully it will regulate itself past um three months three four months and like you'll be okay if not like you always could tell your doctor and they can like switch you to something else yeah yeah I don't know my period has been fucking weird with that especially like since the last three months like I bleed. I don't even bleed. I pee blood for, like, two oh. days. Not even, like, a one day. Like, you know, when you, right before you get your period, you, like, kind of pee blood? Yeah, yeah. And then it goes away. Like, literally, that's it. That's your and, period? Yeah. Like, for the last two, three months. Yeah, and it's like, bro. But I get all the PMSing. Like, I get every single other symptom. It's just, I don't know why there's no blood right now. Mm-hmm. I used to get, like, oh that. God. Where this I would actually... Stress. I would be able to go swimming, but I was on my period. But like, it never really counted because you know there was no I used blood. I swam on my period. I used to be like a professional swimmer. Like, actually, like I went to like nationals and shit. And like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, I when I was like it. 11 and, and 12 to like 13, 14. Damn. I started getting shit because like I had a tumor in my head and it was harder for me to breathe underwater because like, uh... you know, it was harder for me to be up to par. And then I remember I was slowly going to shit and I didn't know why. And then I was because I was sick. Da, da, da. But anyways, like it was either you wear a tampon or like, you know, you swim with it. And I was like, I'm not wearing it. I'm not losing my virginity to a tampon. And I get like, you can't <laughs> Girl. do that. I get you can't do that. But bitch, I'm breaking my hymen to a fucking tampon. And it's going to hurt more. You know? Well, so if I you're in your like, period, yeah. you're bleeding. It won't hurt. No. There's no, that's not a scientific fact, by the way. Doesn't that, it doesn't it feel like more uncomfortable though if you do it while you're a virgin? No. No. That's not like I right. feel like it would be. I I when I first used a tampon, it was like twelve, thirteen. Yeah. And you could leave it up there. I could not leave it up. If there. you're bleeding enough, when you insert it and pull it out, it's not gonna hurt. If you're dry, you're not bleeding, and you insert a tampon, it's gonna hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Like anything else, what you put okay. up there, dry. It fucking hurt me still. So I was like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. I was like, I'm not wearing a tampon. And yeah, I just felt like everything. it was always gonna come out. And, like, toxic shock. No. Like, I stopped wearing them because I just get scared. Yeah, I'll wear a pad or a liner. Yeah, I wear a pad now. I definitely want to try out the cup. I low-key do want to try it. It looks really good. I'm scared to stick shit it's up not, there. It's not. It's not. If you can put a dick up there, you can put it up there. Wait, if you can like put a, put a dildo cup up there. and you just suction it? Is it the Diva Cup? Yeah, the Diva yeah. Cup. You literally just squeeze it and put it up there and like it's my friends have told me they're like i love it they told me the procedures you know keeping it clean and they said it's honestly the best thing like it's, it's better for, it's better fun. for the environment so yeah do you wash it yeah mm-hmm. you like okay. you you wash it and then you could use it for the week or whatever and then when you're done with it you just put it in boiling water and then just put it up how often do you have to put it in and take it out like why do you know when it's full when you're done up with, with a date so it's like, once a day if, thing? No, like, if, you, if your period is, like, really, really heavy, like, you know, whenever you use a washroom, you just empty it out in the, the toilet, and then you just put it back up. Just regularly, like, yeah. every, like, maybe five to eight hours or something. Like yeah, that. but, like, oh. if you're, like, really light or, like, in the middle, you, you can keep that shit on for the whole day. Mm. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, my period Good. used to be so bad, I had to wear, like, a diaper. Oh, girl. Damn. Dang. <laughs> like, when I slept, especially when I slept, because, yeah. like, it would, like, soak through my mattress, and it's like, bro, you can't clean blood off your mattress all the fucking time, so I had to, like, wear, like, a little, like, adult diaper when I was, like, just starting on my period when I was, like, 13. Oh, my God. I feel like wearing a diaper is the vibe. It's the vibe? It is. You can just piss like, in it. Or, like, you know, they have those underwear that are, like, <laughs> period- yeah, now. I, I have that. Yeah. Try it. You do? Do you I like have, it? I can show you right now. You all want to see it? Not really. Yes. <laughs> it's not like a diaper. It's just I have. I bought it on Amazon. I searched up oh, really? period panties because it has the extra lining in there. And if I'm on a, like a really, 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 really light period, which is what's been happening lately, I just don't wear a pad because like nothing really goes yeah but if like if it's like a medium whatever then i wear a pad on top of it and honestly it's the most comfortable thing ever like it just feels like it doesn't feel it's not a diaper it's just like a regular underwear you know and it has the lining in there 
<laughs> like, what are we honestly talking about right now? Like, how did we go from like, like, oh, like I'm so sad about like my dreams that I like school so heavy, and now we're talking about puny panties. Like, how did we? It actually started with me still, so I was like catching you guys up on my life. Yeah, okay, whatever. We'll just switch this topic, <laughs> guys. Yeah, my sister did twenty three in me. Oh yes. Wait, Wait what? Your younger sister? Mm-hmm. So I know my background. She's tell 23? Us, tell us. Oh, no. oh she did 23 me. Oh, okay. okay. Sure. Where are you Jewish? Where are you right now? No. I know you're Jewish. Okay. Nah, I'm not. But I'm 53% Caucasian. <laughs> oh, so we were girl, talking you can't about this. No more light more skin. white. You're basically white. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'm going to stop. Colonizer. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Coming from Sharon? I'm the Middle East. We enslaved our own people. White. Okay, I'm We enslaved our own. <laughs> I'm 53% Portuguese. Like that was fucking crazy to me. I can't Damn. And it's from the same place like my grandparents are from. Like I'm fucking like po- like just straight. Like my European was just Portuguese. Portuguese. 53%, period. Yeah. And then I'm 46% West African. Where West African? Um, 30% Nigerian. Oh. Why did I think you were Jamaican? I'm confused. Well, yeah, but that's like... That but was like, like, Jamaica, most... Even I'm Jamaican, but like, doesn't mean my ancestry is Jamaican. Yeah, so it traces like your recent ancestry to like where your family resided in. So it did go to yeah. Jamaica. Um, but like my actual background background um was yeah, thirty percent Nigerian, forty six percent West African, which is crazy. I love that for me. I feel like but, I have that too. Yeah, so my Jamaican like recent ancestry went back to Saint Elizabeth Parish. Ah oh my god, we might be family. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not so... even joking. We have so many family members in Saint Elizabeth saint elizabeth yeah and i was like wow that's crazy so yeah it doesn't tell you like your caribbean percentage because that's not really a thing i guess um yeah i was like wow i want to do that i want to get that fucking test i think you should i'm gonna do that how much was it because i've actually been wanting to a hundred dollars that's it yeah, and it tells you a whole bunch of other things too. That's actually like, cheap. And you can find your cousins. Like we found our cousins. Like I actually still have cousins in um, Nigeria and shit. Yeah, like my fifth cousin. Oh, that's cousin. so funny. Yeah, oh I already have like six siblings. I don't. I know about that. I don't know. So oh, wow. you can find them. I don't want to fucking find the motherfuckers and then what they're gonna ask me for money. I've just been telling my mom (laughs) that you know we have some Asian family walking around here thinking that they got no black people in their family, but wait, what? Asian people have black people in their family? Yeah, because my mom's last name is Ming. Oh yeah, there's honestly a lot of Asians in Jamaica, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There is. There's a lot of white Asians, like Filipinos, like white Asians. Chinese, Jamaican, Korean. What went over there? A lot of people, a lot of people from China and all like Asian countries went to Jamaica, especially for like business wise too. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's it, right? But also, I was like, Mom, what if we're part Indigenous? 
like part like I don't even know because like my grandma she, honestly like when you when you see her when she was younger I was like I don't know man like there's so much shit like that I don't even know like we don't even know because her yeah there's definitely white in there because you know well you're gonna find it <laughs> if you take the test but I feel like I was like kind of shocked but not really shocked with my results like I'm like oh really like I'm literally just white like you don't know white than black though like okay. there's nothing like super surprised like really like 53 percent portuguese like straight like that's no. it. Like, nothing else nothing not even english not like oh all that was like point th- like three percent like it was so slim oh like gosh. the other things but literally i'm just like i'm literally just white and black. you're white you're white <laughs> you're caucasian <laughs> and now i'm like have we ever figured out where the word caucasian came from i don't think so we just say it you know i only heard the word caucasian when i came here to canada why is everybody like yellow brown black and white people just got caucasian where is that from i'm gonna search it up they're like it's having people group of people having their european ancestry classified according to physical traits such as light skin pigmentation and formally considered to constitute a race oh okay interesting guys i have a pet peeve that i want to share okay do it. it i hate when people that you barely know like not your friends people you barely know hop in the snapchat convo while you're typing what are you talking about you like know when you're typing pet? on snap and it gives you the notification that you're typing. And the person freaking clicks the notification and is just sitting in there while you're typing. But, like, why is that a pet peeve? Because, like, get out of here. Like, let me write my message. I don't want to respond. Like, <laughs> I don't want them to respond while I'm in the chat still. Yeah. Because then I have to read the message and stay in the convo. Yeah. Like, I like true. to hop out, you know? My like, girl, that is your that is your pet peeve? That's my new pet peeve. Yes. Like, why are you in the chat? <laughs> we love it. We love it. Do you I thought you were going to say something serious. No. Like, why are you in the chat? Get out. Please let me finish typing. Take a few minutes. Continue what you're doing. And then read my message. Like, but you, you know Snapchat be weird. That person probably not even looking in the chat. They're just in nah, the chat. They were looking. What I hate when it says they're typing, they're typing. And then just the notification never comes through. No, it's not even that. This to someone, it's like when you're typing, there you see the bubble typing, you see the bubble typing, and then yes. they type one word. So it's like, so you typed all of that to send me one sentence. Okay, but have you ever <laughs> done that on purpose? Type to someone when you actually had nothing to say, so that they could get the notification that you're typing. No. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about on Snapchat. I hate no, that. y'all are crazy. I hate that. Definitely People done do that. that. Yes. Yeah, I'm definitely. I, I always message after I'm like, well, did you want to say something? Oh my god. No. Okay. <laughs> Y'all are so, this is how you know we're so different. We're all different. We're, we're all different. Different. I was watching a show called Mortgage or Marriage. Pretty stupid show, but there's this couple and um they decided that they wanted to be celibate and they're getting married, right? But they live together. Oh, so to be celibate every night, her man leaves and sleeps at his friend's house. Okay, 
they ended up choosing mortgage over marriage. So they bought a crib together, right? Tell me why the shorty leaves her house every single night to stay celibate. But they live wow. together in the day. So they couldn't just got married sense. after? They couldn't go do a certificate? They wanted to have a whole wedding. I mean, do what works for you. But like, if we buy a house together, like, I'm not leaving my house at night. Yeah, what's the point of buying a house if you're not sleeping there? And, like, are you trying to tell me in the daytime you guys don't want to fuck? Yeah. Exactly. Or as soon as you wake up, just use another bedroom and sleep in separate rooms. They have, like, is this a nice house? Yeah, they bought a brand new house together. A house so that has multiple just, rooms. They could have just slept in different rooms. So, yeah, no, I don't know. I think it's just for the show. Yeah. Nah, they're dead ass doing that. No, it's definitely like, for the show. Nah, they literally they're dead ass doing that. They might be dead ass. You have it, to, you have to watch. I think I've seen a little bit, but like to me, at the end of the day, like I really pe- need people to know that even if you have the wedding, you're already married before that. <laughs> you do know that, well, like a full on wedding, because you have your your what your certificate. Oh, like you're and saying stuff. they should just go get their certificate. I don't think they want to do that though. But yeah, I don't know. That was like really weird. So I'm just gonna end our episode on that note. <laughs> yeah. But for me, I honestly, because to my parents, you know, marriage is first. But to me, I feel like I need to live with my future, whatever, first. Like we need to yeah. get an apartment and then get married. They're exactly. doing that. They're just sleeping at separate houses at night so they don't fuck. Mm, Interesting. Interesting. I was like, what the fuck? <clears throat> and he chose the mortgage over the home. I mean, do your thing, but. I mean, there's also separate bedrooms. Like, come on. And there's also temptation in the daytime. So, yeah. But, yeah. Also, before we end it off, um, I have a recommendation if you're still listening. I started listening to this artist. Her name's Sabrina Calado. Okay, I feel like I butchered her last name. But she has a song called Messages from Her. And it's just been my vibe for the past month her music Ooh. is like really really good um yeah you guys should check her out what is she what's she has like one million name? followers so she's kind of been around but i really like her music mm. yeah goodbye we'll check it out we'll check it out all right guys make sure to follow us and rate our podcast on apple Podcasts. and i guess we'll see you next time All right. Peace. Have a great day, everybody. See ya. Turn.